What about your friend? Hey. What about your friend? Hey. What up, what up, what up? I see what you did there. You put a little, um, one, two, one, two, one little groove. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, people. It is Tuesday. Monday is over. Hallelujah. Candy, how you doing over there? I'm just posting on Snapchat. (gasps) Add me on the snap. No, I'm joking. It's not that kind of podcast, guys. Um, yeah, I'm okay. It's Monday. We made it through. Wait, it's Monday? Monday? It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Wow, the week. The week just seems slow. I don't know about you guys, but this t- daylight time is changing thing. I only hate. Uh, I only like it when it's actually summertime. Yeah, I don't like it when it first starts in the spring. Because it caught me off guard all the way. And I'm sorry for those of you who just came off of spring break, who had to rush back. I remember last year, remember we went to Mexico, and then we came back Saturday, butt tired, and then the next day I had class on the Sunday. Oh, I felt it. 8 a.m. You had class the next day? I did. Yikes. (laughs) I did. Dang, I don't remember you having class. But that was the right way to spring break, so I hope everyone's having a fun spring break, because this is spring break month, yeah. Facts. You know, like, our Adventist friends have already had their spring break, so those non-Adventist kids out there, you enjoy your spring break this week or next week, whenever it is for you. I'm awake. (laughs) Yeah. So what's going on in the pop culture world? What's on a popping... Oh my goodness. Okay. Who watched the R. Kelly episode that aired on Friday evening? Because I watched it. And honestly, R. Kelly did not help himself. And um, it just confirms a lot of things. I don't know about you guys. But the man's sick. A hundred percent. Did you watch it? I watched. I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, okay. But enough of it. Yeah, it's, he's he's nuts. And then um, now what I hate is that saying goodbye to Neverland with Michael Jackson. I didn't even touch that because I'm just like, the man's dead. But I might just have to watch it just to say that I watched it. And, yeah. And Are you guys for your money? Just playing. <laughs> You don't know that I'm the queen of finding websites? I'm sick. <laughs> Sucks. That's how we watch the R. Kelly things. So That's true. Neverland's on there. And um, if you go on CBS, you can watch the episode for the R. Kelly thing for free. It would just have a couple um, commercials, but that's it. Hmm. It's worth the, the wait with the commercials. Because it's not that long. I think it's like 50 minutes long around there. Oh. I didn't know it was like a whole thing. I just thought it was a random interview because that's how no. it was presented to me. There's a whole lot going on. And then, um, did we talk about Jordan last episode? Jordan Woods? No, no we didn't talk about any pop culture thing. Cause oh, had, yeah, because we, we had Elise. Elise. 
Shout out to you. Yeah. People are happy and excited. Actually, it's a, it's our second most listened to podcast. So, hey. Bop, bop, bop. Um, yeah. So, which one is our most listened to? The first one. Of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, Jordan Woods. Go watch her Red Talk. Red Talk. Red Table mm-hmm. Talk interview. I actually appreciated that she came out. But, you know what? I learned... Pop culture will always be, or the media, which I should say, will always twist something. Mm-hmm. There's always like ten sides to every story. Yep. So. Yep. We that's, don't know. That's physics. But not to the point where I just think it's disgusting. Like because our the whole foundation of our podcast is mental health. I just think it's so disgusting that she can't even leave her house or she feels like her sister is getting bullied. Yeah. To that point. Yeah. That is that is sad. Like the media should not have that power, but unfortunately it does. Right. That man, I can't imagine. Like I used to wanna be famous, but no thanks. I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> and now Erica Mena I know Who's that? Do you know Erica Mena off of um Love and Hip Hop? The original one, the no, New York one. I don't watch any of them. Okay, now she's engaged to Safari. I don't watch it anymore. I used to back when I first started college, but now I just follow. And the last one that I think is important is that a law was just passed to ban dreadlocks when going to work in one of the what? states. I have to look it up, but I just think it's just stupid that laws are being passed about black people's hairs. That's dumb. Yeah. What state was that? I'm um, sure because New York just passed a law that allows people to do whatever they want with their hair. Oh, um, I saw it on Facebook. I'm going to have to look it up. But I just think it's just stupid that we have to have a law about our natural hair. My cousin was... um. <clears throat> Teaching English in China, mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, but he went to Japan and he got a, like a full time job out in Japan. And they asked him to cut his hair. He didn't have dreads, but he just had like natural wavy hair. And he never wore it out in like afro. It was usually braided or like back in a ponytail. But he posted on Facebook that they asked him to cut his hair. And he cut it. He did. You know, if you go ahead and cut it. I really feel like you've thought about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. make sure you've thought about it ahead of time. But don't just do it just because. Know why you're cutting your hair. But dreadlocks is deeper than just dreadlocks. But um, U.S. court rules dreadlock banned during hiring process. is It's legal. But this... But the thing is, now I'm looking at the article. It's 2016. So once you, get the job, you can grow your dreadlocks back. That's pretty say. much what I'm saying. That's dumb. That's you know what? That reminds me. So um, a couple weeks ago at work, I wore a head wrap, <laughs> and um, the like the top. You know what? I'm just gonna say this. One of the the high high up people from who like run the school came up to me and said don't wear that again next time slick your hair back and I was just like are you kidding me but what I appreciated was on Monday 
she came back to me and apologized like through and through like she was like I'm so sorry I thought about what I said and it was wrong and I realized that you didn't get a policy book when you were first hired on and in the handbook it says no headgear but then you have to define what headgear is and she was like I really loved your rap it was just you know if I allow one person to do it um the other person is gonna get allowed but I'm like it was a head wrap like it was just anyways so but is there not a cultural slash religion clause in there? She said, if it's your religion, wear all day, every day. But if it's just to, like, if it's just for style, then just don't wear it. That's what she said. And yes, she is black. So anyways, mm-hmm. I don't know what this world is coming to. But it's coming to some sort of end. So. <laughs> Listen, I need to hurry up because I'm ready to go to heaven. He is on the 75 right now, girl. <laughs> girl, that's the right next door. <laughs> exactly. Let me go pray he one is more on time. His way. <laughs> you try to add traffic to him? Let me go pray one more time to be sure. <laughs> oh, man. So, today... We're going to talk about relationships. So when I say relationships, I mean family, friends, romantic, professional, whatever. A relationship is a relationship. The term relationship is usually tied to a significant other. But at the end of the day, you have relations with everyone. Facts, 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 facts. So... Today, we're going to be talking about relationships for a couple of weeks, yeah. so stay tuned. However, we're going to talk about how our family dynamics have shaped how we interact with people. I meant to tell you, I'm sorry, this is so off topic, <laughs> but your nails are popping right now. Thanks, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was so random. Okay. I'm weak, okay. So... I'm going to ask you this question right here live in front of absolutely no one. I'm <laughs> wow. That I posed on um, the Facebook page. And please go ahead and um, I'm going to reshare it. But um, go ahead and still answer it because it's going to be like. Yeah, yeah, it's going to continue building in the next couple of weeks. So don't not answer it just because it the podcast it was pertaining to has already been posted or passed or whatever so the question is to you candy oh boy (laughs) do you think that there is a connection between the way you date slash choose friends and how you were raised why or why not (sighs) um my answer is yes, because everybody has a different cultural norm. And so the way you were raised affects the way that you think and the Correct. way you go about things. You know, what's so funny is because someone <laughs> answered the question and they gave me, like, I told her, um, girl, this is not a term paper for Dr. Wilder in the psych department, so you can speak normally. Right. <laughs> 
but anyway, I am unable to. <laughs> to can I know. Sorry, I cut you off. But go that's ahead. Fine. Um. So pretty much, yes. So when I first came to the U.S. for school. I was thrown off by the way girls react. I was like, what? You guys are in your feelings, bro. But then I realized, you know, I come from a culture where everything's like head on. Like, you deal with it right then and there. Why are you still mad about this for? It's been like five days. Get over it. Five days, I'm weak. Yeah, so. I thought you were going to say five hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, like, how did you how did you navigate that when you came? Like, we talked before about you, like, I had a lot of teachable moments. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Uh, No, I was saying we talked about you before. Yeah. Um, having like a culture shock to adapting to American culture, or lack thereof. Um. Uh... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But in aspect of building relationships with people, how did you navigate that? Honestly, it would. I had a lot of teachable moments, like I said before, and I just had to do trial and error, kind of like when you're raising a child. Um, you can't learn from a book. You just kind of have to run with it do and it. see what yeah. works. Mm-hmm. And so on top of that, I realized as I was trying to tweak myself, I realized I'm losing myself. So I told mm-hmm. my, well, someone told me like, hey, like if people like you, They'll like you for who you are. So don't change, but still um, be sensitive or adapt to the ways, if that makes sense. Or try to make your personality complement somebody else's personality. So I think I kind of got it now. And I have a few good friends here, so I appreciate it. But I mean, you're welcome. Why are you could, saying that? I wish I could see her face. We're friends. Um, <laughs> okay. I'm joking. But yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> okay. What about you? Did you Do you think that um, the way you're raised affected the way you had relationships with others or relations? Um, um, yeah, I guess. Let's see. On the flip side of, like, how you were raised, like, I feel like American culture is much more relaxed, and specifically black American culture, um, as opposed to, like, growing up in a Caribbean household or an African household, I feel like it's, like, more relaxed in terms of Not necessarily morals, because I feel like morals are morals, no matter where you come from. Exactly. But, um... It's just like, hello is the same thing in every language, (laughs) except if you just say it differently. (laughs) Right. It's just common sense. Uh, Let's see. Making friends. Um, I think, in terms of, like, making friends, for me, it was difficult growing up, and I don't know whether or not it was... Really? Really attributed to how I was raised. I just think I used to want to fit in everywhere I went, but I think that had to do with 
Well, I guess it's related in a, in a way. But um, it had to do with, like, moving around as a PK. Um, Girl. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. So, I had experiences that were really oh so dumb. But, like, at the time, it really mattered to me because I just wanted to... You know, I knew I wasn't going to stay there forever, but I wanted to fit in while I was there. So, like you, I found myself trying to change myself, um, which always ended in a world of trouble or some kind of drama. Um, you mentioned, finish your sentence. I, then I don't know if I had anything else to say after um, that question. <laughs> but you mentioned that you wanted to fit in uh-huh. everywhere you went. Was that exhausting? Um, I don't, sure, I mean, in retrospect, (laughs) yeah, but, like, I did not know who I was at all, and I didn't even realize that I was an introvert then, so, in that sense, it was not exhausting, but looking back, it probably was, or should have been, at least. Do you think that as an adult, someone can still try to want to fit in? Like, oh, or is that sure. something you grow out of when you're... I hope that you grow out of it. I feel like a part of us always wants to be liked, but we don't necessarily mm-hmm. try to make ourselves be liked. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Because I'm someone who's very extroverted, so we have the opposite, but I do have my times when I'm like, I need to recharge. But... There are days when I do get jealous of whenever I see um, (laughs) friend groups together hanging out, like girl gang, girl squads, or like just squads. It doesn't even have to be just girls, but like that gets me a little bit jealous. And it's like, it's a healthy jealous because it makes me miss um, the little friendships I had back in the day, because now all of my friends have grown up, or not all of them, but most of them have grown up and moved on, and, you know, the squad stuff, but, like, the squad is kind of like the little child in me that I'm still trying to hold on to. Does that make sense? I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. No. I get that. Um, lost my train of thought, but... Dead. But, um, yeah, for me, I don't know that it necessarily, like, 100% solely, especially not with friendships, maybe relationships more so, um, because I was fortunate to have my parents together all of my life, um, and it was a very influential relationship in the sense that it was healthy um, cause like people say, well, you shouldn't argue in front of your kids. I disagree with that simply because your children need to know that life is not perfect and people will have disagreements and they need to know how to navigate such and <clears throat> to deal with their emotions spot on. Granted, I will be real with you. Like I did not completely a hundred percent learn from it, but I did respect it and it has like, as an adult has kind of opened my eyes to what a Christ-centered relationship could or should look like. It depends on who you ask, I guess. But what is a Christ-centered relationship? Because, see, like, now that's a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, from my perspective or my opinion is two people that have a completely separate spiritual life coming together as one unit to, um, I guess live. I don't know. I don't don't know how to put that together, but, um, and they have a collective spiritual life as well. And it's evident in how they behave. Okay. Okay. Because a lot of people would try to be like, well, it's not Christ-centered. Like, did you ever pray with your friends? And it's like, <laughs> well, because I didn't pray, I'm, it wasn't Christ-centered. No. Like, I mean, if you prayed for your your friends and mm-hmm. encouraged them, that's what Jesus did. I mean, he hung out with the hoes. So I'm just I'm saying. Weak, I'm weak. I <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Jesus hung out with some bad people. And you're here trying to be like, no, I don't want you hanging with people that are not religious. But my dad was like that. And I we have arguments to this day about, he's like, no, but they're not Christ-centered or like whatever. And like, dad, chill out. But okay. 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 Mm. So it sounds like he abides by the permit that a birds of a feather flock together. Yes, he's very conservative, so he feels like if someone hangs around you, like, well, if you hang around... Like, if you lie down with dogs, you get up with fleas. There you go. Yes, okay. And, but, it was like, you know those conservative people that are like, well, you can bring them to church, but don't hang out with them outside of church. And it's Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. well, then I'm just... Doing a disservice, so I might as well not bring them to church at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if any of you had that um, experience where your parents were very like, oh, well, they don't know Jesus, but they can come to church with us or have Sabbath or Sunday lunch or whatever. But, um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Interesting. (laughs) So what about what about how you friends? operate as a professional with friends like professional friends like professional friendships? You mean like coworkers? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean you can have professional friendships like yeah. for me personally. Once I clock out, see ya. Like I'm not necessarily gonna invite you over to my house, yeah. and um, I do have a couple of friends from work that we've clicked very well to the point where we do hang out outside of work. Mm -hmm. Um, Perfect example. I was going to say something, but that happened like 10 minutes ago. Now it just came back to me. But, um, (laughs) there was this, (laughs) put it in the suggestion box. Um, So I used to work on campus, um, at campus ministries during the summertime. And there's a situation where Someone thought that I wasn't being nice to them at work. Like, I was just very, like, well, you're not friendly. You just want to do things this way, and you don't want to get to know anybody. And I'm like, I talk to you. I'm polite to you. I'm respectful, right? No, you are, but da-da-da-da-da. And I said, listen, 
once I clock out, I clock out. Like, we don't have to go home and braid each other's hair at the end of the day. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 that's not how it should be. We should be friends in and outside the office. Even you like, can't do that with everybody. No, that's what I'm saying. Some people are just meant to work with and keeping it cool. And they took, like, huge offense to that. And to the point where, like, I knew that, like, they were talking behind my back and they didn't want me to work for them anymore. But, I mean... Hey, it is what it is. I mean, I clock out, I clock... I don't have to tell you my deepest, darkest secrets. Mm -hmm. But now, um, if a coworker wants to hang out with me, just text me. That's it. Just let me know you want to hang out. I'm awake. (laughs) But I do have to feel out the person first. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. As an introvert, I resonate with that deeply. (laughs) (laughs) On a spiritual level. It does not inhibit you to feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) So how about you? Like, Do you have any professional friendships at work or friends with people outside of work? Um, I have one that we just kind of never, like, actually hung out outside of work simply because our schedules outside of work never mesh up like that's why you plan a month in advance yeah big facts um and then the other one like we went to school together so like we're friends we just ended up working together too so we did internship together and we got hired on for internships but um yeah, we don't really hang out after work either, because I live in Chattanooga, and they all live in Cleveland, like, facts. either I'm going to stick around, or they're going to have to come out here, but <clears throat> either we leave at different times of the day, and it's just, it just doesn't work, so I guess in essence, no, um, but this is where the question comes into play, uh-huh. how far, or how much effort are you willing to put into the friendship to make things work because there are certain people that I will drive to Timbuktu for and some Mm -hmm. people is like meet me halfway and others is just like well unless you're in my side of town I'm not gonna chill with you (laughs) (laughs) and I'm only laughing because I am all three of those people okay (laughs) I mean you're gonna have all three different types of friends you're not gonna have Correct. One. Correct. I'm okay. stop. <laughs> stop. Okay. All right. And so I just have to stop right now. Okay. Um. <laughs> um for those particular people, mm, I don't know. Like. Mm, go. Know. Like we can go to lunch together at work, or during the our lunch break because we now shut down the office. Every day from 12 to 1. Oh, must be nice. Um, I mean, half the time I don't leave. I eat at lunch. I mean, eat at work, but... Oh. It's cool. Um, but... Just... I don't know if the opportunity presents itself again in the near future, then I will try my best to take them up on the offer to, uh, hang out outside of work. Um, Yeah. So, moving on from professionalism, how about romantically? What do you mean? 
like how do we date? Yeah, with, with the same question in mind from the beginning. Um, I, of course, I think it does. I think that the way you were raised affects the way that someone can can date. Like, for example, can either make them want to be a more part of the culture, like date someone within the culture, mm-hmm. or date someone outside of the culture because of a bad experience. And please, like, let me say this. I hate when black men say they don't date black girls. Because of our particular, like, oh, I don't like black girls because they are this and they're that. Man, I understand that's if like fifty podcasts, like separate podcasts on man. its own. Oh my word! The thing is this: if you have a preference, then you have a preference. But don't go around saying you don't like black girls because that means you don't like your mama. So stop. <laughs> so, just I don't know. Oh boy, we talk forever about that topic. Um. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, And I do also agree that your upbringing affects your romantic relationships, probably even more so than relationships, uh, friendships. I do say media plays a huge part in it, too, because when I was growing up, I used to have a thing about only light-skinned boys with curly hair mm-hmm. and mixed babies. <laughs> and because that's what looks Same. good. That's what looked good in the media. Oh, she got that curly hair. You know what's so funny is that I, used to, I was probably like 12 years old talking about, I want to marry a Puerto Rican so my baby can have that good hair. <laughs> and now I'm just like, who was I? <laughs> not that there's anything who raised was, you honestly, honestly. <laughs> uh, uh, it was sickening do you believe that someone's father especially for females mm-hmm. can be like a guideline for the way that they date because a lot of females go after guys who either remind them of their father or they try to find someone totally opposite of their father and it's subconscious it is but they do it and for the men it's the same thing with their mothers mm-hmm. yes okay so um t- bringing out the degree here oh. Oh, hello <laughs> i feel like it's a um an unfinished form of the oedipus and the electric complexes mm-hmm um, if you don't know what that means, basically Freud, young Freud. I was um, gonna bring him up, yeah. Um, he theorized, was a sick man. He was very sick, <laughs> and he was on drugs too. So, anyways. Oh, was he? Um, yeah, girl, he was addicted to I think crack and heroin, or just one of them. And he was that famous. <laughs> Listen, let back me meet in, him. Back then, it was the norm to be a crackhead, literally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, for a female, you have, a an attraction towards your father, um, and the opposite for a man, a male child. Um. I t- can it be sexual too? Cause I thought one of the stages was it like. It could be, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Um, not that. You would actually like okay, as three year old, I'm gonna go have sex, have sex with my mother or father because no. that's dumb. Or some people like stuff like that, but I'm not gonna talk about that today. 
Um. <laughs> but it's like, okay, a good example would be, like, you know when two parents are hanging out and then the baby boy or the baby girl comes in between the mom and dad while they're sitting mm-hmm. on the couch and then they cuddle with the parent that they're attracted to. But they yes. don't know at the time that it's sexual. Yes. Yes. Um, correct. So basically, I feel like it's an unfinished... What did I say? Oedipus and... Something with an A. And Electra Complex. So, um, yeah. But... I forgot what the question was. But when it comes to when you're older, I do think that girls who have a father in their life that's active, Mm -hmm. they either... Like, he sets the standard. Whether or not she wants someone like him or not like him. Yeah. So, um... Okay, okay. But, um, (laughs) personally, when it comes to the way I was raised, um, finding a man with definitely a job was a huge thing. Like, oh, he doesn't have a a job? What is he doing with his life? But Mm -hmm. it's so funny because I don't want to take the moment and put it on me, but the, what kind of noise is that? Um... The person who I'm dating now is, like, completely opposite of who I thought I I would look for in a guy. Because, like, my dad, when he was growing up, he was pretty established for someone who was an immigrant. And then this person, he, that I started dating, he was completely opposite. But it was because of what was going on in his life at the moment. And people were like, are you crazy for even dating this person? But I think it comes with taking a chance and stepping out on faith and realizing that, you know, you don't have to feel like you have to follow everything that um, culture or media or pop culture is, um, society is a better word, is trying to influence you to be like. So, and the thing is, like, if I didn't continue the relationship with this guy, I feel like I would have missed out because right now he's, like, one of my best friends. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, what about for you, though? Do you tend, because I know you're single, do you tend to look at guys who are, like, a reflection of your father or opposite? Like, do you... Growing up, I used to... I had my hood boy phase. Um, And I don't know that it was necessarily, like, because they're complete and total opposite of my dad, if that's why. Um, (laughs) I think every girl had a hood boy stage. It's because (laughs) it was dangerous. Yeah, but, like... These are the hood boys that <laughs> would come to the church mm-hmm. um, from, like, vacation Bible school, and they just continued coming because they found a girl at church that they were interested in. Oh, my <laughs> My gosh. sister had a couple boys like that, and I had a couple boys like that, and both of which I dated for a while back in the day. I mean, I don't know if you can really count those, because, I don't know. But, LOL. Wow. But, um, let's see. I'm trying to run through my head and see if anyone else reminds me of my dad. But, like, even, like, 
not even going back to the past, but when you have your criteria, your checklist, do you notice that they're similar to, like, things that you would see in your father? Some, yeah. Okay. But not everything. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I will say that I find that this one person I'm talking to right now, well, not talking to, I'm in a relationship right now, reminds me a lot of my brother. Like, hmm. to the T, almost. And it's weird, but at the same time, maybe because, you know, my brother and my father have similar things, but it's just the way that it's carried out. It's like, oh my gosh, like, am I talking to my brother right now? But <laughs> whatever. Anyways. Yeah, it's weird. So, um, I want to get your opinion on some of the answers that... <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask anybody personally because I wanted to see who would shout out on the Facebook. But go ahead. Tell me the answers. I'm like, um, so... <sighs> some of these are interesting. Um, but the first one says... They do think that there's a connection, and she gave an example. Um, How old is this person, if you don't want me to? 24. Okay. Um, For example, I was raised with a very tight-knit but small family unit, and my parents kind of raised me up to depend on each other and not really to need anyone else. Wait, what? And my parents kind of raised up to depend on each other and not really need anyone else. Okay, So, so... to, to be independent. Like, yeah. But, okay. Anyways. Uh, so, when it comes to having friends or even relationships, I find it difficult for me to trust people or even let people in because I literally feel like I don't need to do that. It's weird. And then, the few people that I do let close to me, it's literally a few. LOL. If that makes sense. Coming from this particular person, like, just over the past two and a half-ish years, maybe three. When did I graduate? Yeah, I guess coming up on three years. Um, <clears throat> we've gotten, like, really close, but it did take a while for us to, like, become friends' friends. It's like an onion. You, you <laughs> like, layers to yeah. it. Yeah. So, her... I get it. Her explanation makes sense now that I read it out loud. <laughs> I get it. Um... It sounds like that she's been through some stuff. Oh, indeed. And she has, of course, her her wall. I hate calling it her wall, but, like, um, her boundaries are up. And so she's just cautious. And yeah. Like, I guess when parents raise you to be independent, you have to fend for yourself and nobody else. You know what I'm saying? So she kind of sounds like mm-hmm. she's just... That person that's trying to just look out for her. And there's no, nothing wrong with that. Not at all. So, go ahead. But I was just going to say, you know, that personality type is not a bad one because it can be it can be useful in the end in being independent and trying to find your own. But at yeah. the same time, you know, there's going to be some tough spots when you're trying to date or, like, just make new friends in general. Yeah, but she's also one of those people, though she may not trust 
like people, but she's one of the people that everybody likes, and so she knows a lot of people, but she's not necessarily. Oh, I wasn't saying she's she's not unlikable, but when oh, someone wants to get saying. close to her or whoever that type of person is, mm-hmm. just like people in general like that, it's going to be like, just know, it's gonna sweetheart, it's going to be a long <laughs> ride. Uh-huh. Yep. So this other person says, <laughs> this is the girl that I said, um, her initial answer was like a term paper for Dr. Wilder. How old is she? 21. Okay. Um, You're still learning in the game. <laughs> I just want to read her first response for kicks and giggles because it made my heart happy as a social science person. She goes, yeah, psychological studies have okay. repeatedly concluded. Stop. <laughs> Next one. That the way in which a child is raised influences the decisions they make in every aspect of their lives. However, with resilience and intentionally... Just read the next one, please. (laughs) And intentionality, you can gradually change parts of your personality slash character. I was like, girl. So, yes, but as time goes on, you can change. Yeah. There you go. But her second answer after I said... Just just be real. This is not a term paper. Right. Um, she said, but yeah, so I always get in a relationship with assholes because my dad and my brothers were when I was growing up. So they're, o- so they're That's the what only you ones know. Mm-hmm, who I had an example of. I unconsciously thought that I was, that being treated like crap was normal. Interesting. Yeah. She called it out. She did. But I'm going to say this. You got to, when people like that, like people who cling to for what they know, I'm so glad that she can point that out because now she has the tools or the power to say, I want different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And she's still becoming her own person. Yeah, she is. Um, yeah. She's still young. Yeah. So she's learning. I like this response. Um, This person was raised in a single-parent household. She said, I do think there is a correlation. Um, Personally, because I was raised in a single-parent household and saw firsthand the struggles that come with that, Mm. but also saw everything that I knew that I didn't want to experience. Facts. So subconsciously, I became close friends with people that exhibited everything I didn't see at home. I chose friends that had both parents, were financially stable, religious, basically appeared normal as what I saw on TV. Uh, When it came to guys that dated, I think it was the opposite. I naturally gravitated towards guys that I saw my mom date, which were never the right kind, quote unquote, of guy. I think that's so ultimately why I accept so much from the guys I date. Interesting. Interesting. How old is this person? 24. Wow, we just got a lot of learners on the way. Wow. So, what do you think about that? That's deep. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what I heard is she intentionally makes friends with specific people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I just feel like you got to learn how to make friends with people like you. Because you, you can learn from each other. So. Yeah, and she she does not not have friends like from the same situation. 
But I think her closest friends come from two grand households mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay. Interesting. So this response is from a guy. Okay. Um, How old are they? 25. Okay. I personally think my dating choices were determined by how I was raised. My friendship choices were a combination of both. As friends go, as far as friends go, that connection is something that is learned over time. <clears throat> I was definitely friends with people I shouldn't have been, but it and it took me down darker paths. Um, when I when it comes to dating, I was always taught to be picky because decision. Decisions you make now in dating affect your future. So I largely heed um, the advice of my parents. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Might be why I've been single for so long. Oh, wow. Well. <laughs> and they are not lying. And he put in um, parentheses, everyone doesn't match up well with you and vice versa. Which brings me to another response. Gosh. We're going <laughs> to... Um, let you answer in a second, but one someone said, <clears throat> uh, coming from a spiritual context, as SDAs were taught not to be unequally yoked, so I absolutely believe there is a correlation. But in relationships, it kind of made me want to date outside of my faith for a while because this doctrine was basically forced on me. So when I got the chance to rebel, I tried it, and it only took one to make me realize there was truth behind this. With friendships, it hasn't affected me. I try to honestly love everybody because that's how I truly believe you can show the real Jesus. That was a book. <laughs> so um, I'll answer that and then we'll go ahead and um, wrap up. But um, so two things I heard, picky. So with being picky, you can miss out on teachable moments. I just love that word, teachable. Be teachable, guys. (laughs) You can miss out on learning moments or a learning opportunity when you're picky. It's good to be picky with yourself in specific situations, Mm -hmm. but we have to also learn to be vulnerable. Because for me personally, I'm picky with the guys that I chose to get close to me. And um, I think I was very... I think I made the right decision with the person that I'm dating now because, like, I was super picky and I was like, he has none of the qualities I wanted. Mm. But then something just told me, just give it a chance. You never know. And so it worked out and see, three years later. But I'm not going to say that's going to happen to everybody, but just, you know, be teachable. Also, um, unequal yoke, what we fail to realize because I'm quote unquote, if you want to be all technical, I'm unequally yoked with the person that I'm dating now, but we both love Jesus and we both are pretty like, I don't want to call it religious, but have a relationship with him. Spiritual. Spiritual. Yeah, we're both spiritually grounded. But at the end of the day, unequally yoked doesn't mean religion. It can mean so many other things. Correct. So many other things. Wow. I do want to read this last one only because the person does not agree with uh, there being a correlation. Okay. So, I don't think there is a connection between the way I date or choose my friends and how I was raised. I grew up in a very judgmental household, and as I got older, I decided I didn't want to be a judgmental person myself. 
So I decided to break that barrier and make that and make the best decision for myself. When it comes to choosing friends, I give everyone the benefit of the doubt till proven otherwise. Ooh, I used to be like that as a child and mercy, it was awful. <laughs> I was I was taught to stay away from people that weren't in the church. You talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. Or had crazy tattoos, piercings, and gay people. Wow. Had I actually listened, I wouldn't have met some amazing people, including my best friend. As far as dating and the aspect of choosing, I definitely don't connect it to that the way I was raised. I've never seen any successful relationships in my family, so I vow to do things differently and live freely and have choices when it comes to dating. As long as there is a grounded level of mutual respect, no abuse, etc., I'm open to dating. I won't date someone because of their religion or what they look like, etc. Interesting perspective. So pretty much you, it does correlate. That's what you just, you just said the same thing. Because um, just like how you, you may date someone who is totally opposite of your dad because he set that standard of negativity, mm -hmm. same thing. It correlates. It's just... It correlates with the fact that it's, you're everything I don't want. Yeah, it's a negative correlation. There you go. God, I hate research. <laughs> Forgive me It's the that same term. thing. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, whatever. And the thing is, what people don't realize is that you carry around a bit of your family everywhere you go. So, mm -hmm. the way you act, your mannerisms, it, so everything correlates, girl. So, how old is that person? 23 or 4. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Let me just say, if you're below 30, you still got a lot to learn. And I'm not 30 yet. Soon, but yet. But She's saying like her 30th birthday tomorrow. It she feels like it, time. but I know I still got time. But I'm just saying, like, you still, like, 24, 25, you still got time. Oh, yeah. Don't rush it. And, um... Yeah. But. Anywho, guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us and tuning in. Please don't forget to continue to comment on our Facebook page. And especially continue to answer the question posted. Because like we said earlier, we will be talking about relationships for a few weeks. So, go ahead and write what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. or give suggestions about what you want to be discussed or ask a question yourself about relationships in general. What about your friend? Hey. Hey. Okay, I'm done. But anyways, <laughs> enjoy the rest of your week and um, happy Tuesday and be safe out there, all you spring breakers. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Bye.